Hello, and welcome to Every Little Counts. Today, we will celebrate the wide world of Science is pretty rad, and the practice of it is pretty much happening everywhere all the time. The word science comes from the Latin scientia, which means knowledge, and it's defined as a systematic enterprise that builds and organizes knowledge in the form of testable explanations and predictions about the universe. Its topics range from the incredibly broad to the tiniest of the tiny. It feels so entangled with existence that I hardly distinguish my scientific thoughts from other thoughts. Pondering anything and trying to think through why something happens the way it does is a form of scientific thinking, and I'm certain all of you listening have thought like a scientist at some point. Probably pretty recently, too. It can be as simple as trying to make someone else happy. First, you recall the things that bring some form of joy to the person, weigh out the options, and then present the best one. Science! Most of us don't think of this as science, yet nearly anything that a human does that involves abstract thought could be considered some form of science. I would say that it has to be one of the best things that humans came up with. If we are to better, more fully understand who we are and why the human race came to be, it can only be done through scientific inquiry. Another part of science that makes it so practical is that it never considers itself to have final answers. It lives in the theoretical and as a constant refinement of the imagination. While there are certainly things that feel pretty concrete like gravity and the laws of physics, true scientific thinking allows a small chance to the idea that maybe we still don't know all there is to know about these seemingly definitive concepts. I love that because it implies that nothing is ever fully known or can be fully known. This might be hard for a lot of people to grapple with, and I understand that. Though for me, I am grateful that the study of a subject or idea has no limits, that nothing will ever be 100% figured out. It reveals the vastness of the infinity within which we inhabit, and how things can and will change over time. And I mean time. Come on, think about that for a bit and you discover there's no end to it. Probably no definable beginning either. Time, as something that can be measured, can also have attributes of infinity ascribed to it. Time may be the most abstract thing that we deal with constantly, and to no end. The molecular structure of both Einstein and the car are completely intact. Where the hell are they? The appropriate question is, when the hell are they? You see, Einstein has just become the world's first time traveler. I sent him into the future. It is indeed science that is making the entirety of this podcast possible. Technology enabled me to record it, edit it, and put it up on the internet so you can listen to it. There are too many scientific innovations to list that contributed to the making of this, especially when considering the history of the computer's development. Nearly every aspect of our modern lives is due to the marvels of science. For example, the ability to record audio, something that has immensely helped to shape our culture, started as fuzzy, nearly indistinguishable noises. Take a listen to some of the earliest known recordings from 1860. 
We have come a long way since the phonautograph, heard here, invented by Edouard Léon Scott in 1857. One of the few people that I'm quite proud of is my grandfather, who us grandkids lovingly referred to as Pop-Pop. He was on the team at the Milton S. Hershey Medical Center and designed the electrical system for their earliest heart pumps as well as their first artificial heart. His efforts have helped thousands of people to have a second chance at life. Technology largely represents tangible products of science. Whereas subjects like psychology is the science of behavior and the mind, sociology is the science of society, and chemistry is the science of the properties of matter and how they interact. And the list of sciences goes on and on and on, as everything can be related back to it. One of my favorite forms of science, as any of you who are more familiar with my work probably know, is Ayurveda. A Sanskrit word, Ayurveda is most often translated as the science of life. Veda is the term for science or wisdom, and Ayur pertains to life. Despite the broad implication of the translation, Ayurveda is best understood as a medical science, though its practice also includes sociological and philosophical components. In a secular fashion, science gives us a vocabulary and a variety of methodologies to understand the nature of existence. All things alive today are the product of an incredibly vast history of the universe, 13.82 billion years according to data collected by the Planck satellite. All that we sense and experience are likely the result of a remarkable conversion of raw, dark, and dense potential energy into a kinetic propulsion in all directions pervading into the far reaches of what we call the universe. Referred to as the Big Bang, it's hard to imagine what, if anything, existed before this epic eruption of energy formed all the nebulas, stars, galaxies, and other cosmic phenomena. This is something of a cosmic version of what came first, the chicken or the egg. The chicken representing the universe, and the egg representing whatever it was that exploded in the Big Bang. Was there a previous universe that led to the forming of this raw energy egg? A challenging and fun concept to think about, we'll probably never get to the bottom of that query. A more decipherable topic is what makes up the known universe, what we call matter. Ever wonder what the universe is made of? Well, the universe is made of matter, and matter is stuff. Everything that you can touch is matter, and matter comes three ways, uh, what we call phases. Matter is either a solid, solid, a liquid, it's liquid, or a gas. That's what those bubbles are. Matter can be very refreshing. Who better to explain this than Bill Nye? the guy who brought us 100 episodes of scientific ideas, discoveries, and inquiries that impacted millions of kids and got them pretty stoked about science. Bill Nye helped pave the way for the next generation of scientists by exploring everything from eyeballs all the way to space exploration. He was pivotal in making science more accessible. Despite being evidence-based, 
Sometimes science gets a bad rap because it can involve incredibly complex ideas and complicated math problems and also maintains a flexible framework in case new discoveries impact what's presently understood about it. Yet, I think this underscores the origins of humanity. Humans are a forever changing concept. We, nor the universe, will ever become a fixed identity with unchanging properties. So it seems only fitting that the study of things will be modified and adapted accordingly. Another thing that makes science so cool and highly relevant is that it will always change in ways that reflect the present conditions of society, the earth, and the universe. So, do you consider yourself some kind of scientist? Do you think science plays a big enough role in the world in how we make big decisions? What do you think would be improved by a greater integration of science? Any answers and ideas you have are more than welcome via the comments or email. Thanks so much for stopping by, and please stay tuned for the next episode of Every Little Counts. Light is magic. There is magic in the way it is created, in the way it travels, the way it behaves. And beyond the magic of light itself, there is the magic of science, finding new and amazing uses for light, the life giver. Sunlight is a mixture of several different kinds of light. Most familiar is the visible light, the kind of light we see and see by. Then, as modern sun worshippers know, Sunshine contains an invisible form of light called ultraviolet. Ultraviolet light produces tan skins and those healthy little things called vitamins. Science has learned how to produce this invisible form of light artificially. And now, without leaving our homes, we can turn winter into summer. And in the laboratories of today, science is working on the light of tomorrow, seeking still more numerous ways of using it to make life for all of us better and safer. Who knows what miracles are yet to come from the amazing development of visible and invisible light when the magic light of tomorrow comes into its own. <laughs>